a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. back rebels and imperials to force ghost coast to coast i feel like i say this every time but i feel like it's been a while since we talked guys uh with me as always are matt and liz i'm brian uh welcome to uh welcome to summer i guess right this is coming out pretty much as schools are winding down and everything so as yeah. two teachers on the podcast are you guys feeling pretty good about the summer right now um i mean mixed feelings it's great, but you can't go outside. I guess you can. You just can't go near people. Right. So, yeah. Mm. yeah when, once tomorrow's over, I'll feel pretty good. And it would be better if we could, you know, go near our friends, like each other. If we could tape this podcast in person, yes. things mm-hmm. would be so much better. What's funny? I don't know if I ever told you guys this or not. Was one of like when when the hosting change was happening. One of the things I wanted, I really wanted hosts I could sit around a table with. So I do all my podcasts remotely. And I was like, it would be so nice to have friends around a table just talking. And so I was like, yeah. oh, Matt and Liz, they're both local. This will be fantastic. And this I think about that every time. Yeah. I said you wanted to do it in person and how much fun it would be that I could do like my Elaine Bennis dance with you guys while we were talking about music. But now yeah. you can't see it. I know. What what if Brian records in the kitchen, you are on the deck, and then I'm down in the backyard? <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Now that school's out, we should totally record in my backyard sometime. Ooh, yeah. let's do it. We have the space. Let's do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. One of these times, we're going to do it in person. We're, we're going to wave to each other from six feet away. <laughs> it's a plan. The one thing is, wearing masks really can't work for recording purposes, so we'll have to be really six feet away. Yeah, we will. <laughs> well, thank goodness we got to three mics set up eventually. So yes, we're not. We're not. I'm not. I'm not football throwing a mic to Matt across the yard. <laughs> anyway, this is all preamble to say it's nice to talk to you guys. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Yeah, that's correct. So uh, today we are going to be talking about Star Wars in popular music. Uh, Matt just reminded me that I had a dream that we recorded a podcast episode just about the two Weird Al Star Wars songs, uh, which we're going to play in a few minutes, and that inspired this. But um, I, I did want to just generally talk about Star Wars in pop culture, because I think there's two really weird elements to Star Wars in pop culture. The first one is that Star Wars is maybe the most famous new creation since the 60s in terms of things that people talk about and reference in pop culture. Like, yes, you'll hear people reference Jaws, but there's one thing they'll reference with Jaws, right? It's like the da-da-da-da-da. Right? That's, that's the pop culture Jaws reference. Um, you'll hear a couple of other things referenced, you know, now and then, but ultimately, there's like 10 Star Wars things that people could say at any point that you would understand. You would say, mm-hmm. you know... Um, you know, use the force, Luke, I am your father, the idea of a lightsaber, Millennium Falcon. There's lots of things you could talk about that people will understand your Star Wars references. And yet, there is almost no Star Wars mentioned in popular music. Think for a second to the late 90s, early 2000s. I can think of three songs offhand that are about Superman. 
Yeah. And I would argue mm-hmm. that since the 70s, Star Wars is far more culturally relevant than Superman. And this is coming from a guy who loves Superman, you know. Uh, it, I'm, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying, um, you know, it's just it's odd to me how little Star Wars is in pop music because there are so many other things referenced, you know, all the time. But do you guys agree with me that there's just very little Star Wars out there? In in popular music, music, music. yes. Yeah. Why and then even this? when I was, like, trying to do some research for this, even when I found songs that had Star Wars references, they were not singles. They were deep dives, if anything. <laughs> right. Where, Correct. yeah, a lot of other things, like, whole songs are, like you said, Superman or other things like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I almost felt like I was missing something. I enlisted the help of some of my friends who I promised I would name, like Mark, Jeremy, John, and Chris, just to make sure I wasn't missing something glaring. <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing with my friends will never be named. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I know Liz and I both picked a Beastie Boys song to talk about later. But the Beastie Boys reference Star Trek all the time. Constantly. They do, I know. And dress up as them constantly. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And and I feel like, I know there's a couple of Wu-Tang Star Trek references. I feel like Star Trek gets referenced in pop culture a lot more than Star Wars does. And I just think it's weird for someone that's so popular to have not a ton of of musical references, especially in the era of hip-hop, when there are references to everything all the time. Yeah, it's true. And as someone who's a Star Wars and Star Trek fan, it seems like Star Wars was always perceived as being more popular. And I I don't know, I hesitate to say more cool, but I, you know, I'm surprised no, at, at the lack of Star Wars references in all types of music. I wonder if Star Trek being the more underground option meant that in a weird way it was more cool to rap about that. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. You know, um, yeah, I, I just don't know. I, I was really, when I had this idea for the show to do this episode, I thought, huh, there's probably a lot of songs I'm not thinking of that have that have Star Wars references in them. And I did a pretty exhaustive search. And I don't feel like there's more than three songs on my list that you could even say are 10% about Star Wars. Well, and that's the thing, too, is I I found ones that either had a throwaway line or they were just about the whole thing was Star Wars based. Right. There's really no middle ground. That's very true. It was like one line, two lines, or an entire song. Yeah. Um, I was remembering one that I forgot, but yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's just an offhanded mention, but more rarer than I would have assumed for something that seems, you know, ubiquitous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems to me like there'd be no way that something this popular wouldn't get mentioned all the time. But I'm clearly very wrong about that. Um, so. <laughs> so as am I. Yeah. So I did want to start by shouting out another podcast. There's a podcast out there called Bizarre Albums. And for any music fan, you should be listening to Bizarre Albums. It's by a musician named Tony Faxton. He is the drummer in the band Motion City Soundtrack. And he does this show where every week he talks about a weird album. 
and he really does a lot of research and you know it, it's it's only like 20 minutes long it's 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 a super well produced short concise awesome podcast and he's done a couple of different star wars episodes the one he did was about an album called star wars and other galactic funk and hmm. i am going to put some of that on right now for us to listen to as we talk this was released not long after the um after the, the star wars first film was or so and that was sort of the first like outside pop culture star wars music uh it was so successful that it also spawned a um a christmas star wars disco album oh so believe it or not (laughs) there is a christmas (laughs) star wars disco album out there Wow. I didn't know there were disco Christmas albums of any sort, much less <laughs> Star Wars related. Right. Um, I believe it's called uh, Christmas in the Stars. But there, there's like three different albums named that you have to specifically find the, the Star Wars one. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing I wanted to talk about was something we had talked about when we talked about our our music episode, the music from the film, which was... Um, that there was a the song was played in Jabba's palace, Nopti Neck, Lopti Neck rather. Um, I said how it sounded on the soundtrack like a very like much more of a discoy version than the one that's in the film. And uh, Bizarre Albums did a bonus episode about uh, this song, and they had said that the version that's in the film that's been lost. Nobody has that recording except in the film. And so the version that was released was basically a disco version. And uh, as we're going to hear now, that was like exactly what we said on the show. So I'm I'm kind of impressed with us that we we were able to put that together. But this sounds very different than the version that we played in the Um, So this was another like successful when it came out. I don't think this exactly had the pop culture cachet of the, uh, the Star Wars disco in part because at this time, you know, it was a solid six years after Return of the Jedi was released, after Star Wars was released. And so I think just the novelty of having Star Wars things was kind of gone, you know. Um, but, but it's still an interesting, you know, an interesting relic of that time. Um but I, I do want to quickly talk about the two Weird Al songs. Um, so the first one we're going to play is Yoda. And I want to put this one on kind of low in the background as we're talking here. Uh, Yoda came out, I want to say, before Return of the Jedi. I want to say it was maybe 1982 that Yoda came out. Um, I should have looked that up beforehand. My apologies. Again, kids. Um, and, uh, 
but the um, this was a song that like you know like it, it's obviously a parody of Lola by the Kinks. It's a it's a relatively uh, well known Weird Al song, um, and you know I, I think it's a pretty good Weird Al song. I love Weird Al. So I'm I'm a hard. It's you're you're gonna be very hard pressed to, to find me saying a bad word about a Weird Al song, um, but especially this song. I, I think it's pretty effective, and it also it does something really funny in it, which is towards the end of the song, Luke is singing and he says, um, "The long-term contract I had to sign means I'll be making these movies till the end of time." And, uh, Mark Hamill actually retweeted that a couple of years ago, and basically said like, "Oh, Al, you had no idea how right you were." <laughs> um, do you guys have any affinity for Yoda song about the character I, I don't think I've ever heard it before I'm gonna be that oh. guy yeah I know I, I always like a Weird Al song I, I, I'd like to not like a Weird Al song but I like a Weird Al song and I've definitely heard Yoda before Yeah, and I like it yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Matt, expect a long email from me with the history of Weird Al. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't dislike it. I like Weird Al. It's not in the time frame where I was aware of Weird Al. I was of the age where his second, his like, you know, second wave sure, Weird sure. Al fan. Mm. Sure. Um, second wave Al. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, much like the second wave of Ska, right? Um, Indeed. <laughs> second wave of Al. Um, so the other Weird Al song I have a fun story about. So the, the other one came out in 1999. It's called The Saga Begins. And it is all about um, the Phantom Menace. And so Weird Al wanted to do this song. He had this idea to do American Pie, but about Star Wars. But he wanted the song to come out right around the same time that uh, the Phantom Menace came out. He wanted the Phantom Menace to come out. And then a few weeks or a month later, have this song come out. And so he couldn't wait to write the lyrics until the movie came out. So he went on the internet in 1998 or 9, whatever it was, and found all the rumors he could find about The Phantom Menace and wrote the <laughs> lyrics having not seen it. Wow. And it's, a, it's, it's a, like a perfect retelling of The Phantom Menace. Huh. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. That is. That, that is. is impressive. So... To show you guys the kind of Weird Al fan I am, uh, I think it was in 2018, it might have been 2017, I went to go see Weird Al's, what he called, it was something like the um, the like over, the self-indulgent vanity tour or something like that, and mm -hmm. it was just his original songs, no parodies. Um, but for the encore every night, he would do one parody. And the parody was either Yoda or The Saga Begins every night. And so when I saw him, at the only place I think anyone could ever picture seeing Weird Al, the Apollo Theater. Um, <laughs> Get the, out, really? Yes, I saw Weird Al at the <laughs> Apollo Theater, yes. Uh, so at the Apollo, he covered The Saga Begins. He played The Saga Begins. And I was my seat was strategically chosen. When, when I buy tickets to things, I want to be as close to an exit as possible. So as soon as it's over, I'm out of there. <laughs> Because I hate oh, the waiting around dad. for things. What was that? <laughs> All right, Dad. Hey, look, I am who I am, okay, Liz? <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it. I would do that, too. <laughs> Take me or leave me. So I was I was sitting, I was at the end of a row. Like, I, I could see the door I was leaving. It was so close, if I, like, leaned out of my seat, I could push the door open, right? So there's a security guard standing right there. And um, 
she came over to me middle of the song. She's like, what is he singing? <laughs> and I was like, excuse me? Like, I know this, is, this isn't American Pie. I said, no, it's not. But you know, I'm in a theater full of people singing along. It's very loud. And I'm trying to explain to her, this is about Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> You know, the kid from Star Wars, like, it, and it, it was. I eventually she gave up because she couldn't hear me, and I was thankful. But I was just like, "Lady, I'm trying to enjoy this concert. Can you please not ask me the like history of the song I'm listening to?" Did she also not know he did parodies? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm here for this song. I didn't know Gallagher sang. <laughs> oh no. Um. But so I, I really hate American Pie. It's one of those songs that I think is just a cliche and not very good. Um, so the only version of American Pie I can listen to is The Socket Begins. Wow. Um, and I have to say, I think it's really clever lyrically. The uh, a, a lot of it is very well done, as Weird Al, you know, is wont to do. He's a, he's a clever guy. But... I, I'm really shocked at how he's pretty much the only thing that I could think of off the top of my head with a very with one or two exceptions uh, when I thought of Star Wars music. And I'm 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 kinda shocked by that. But, you know, like I said, I'm an Al fan. I'm happy that he's out there. I'm happy this stuff exists. Um, but I am surprised at sort of the dearth of Star Wars music out there. Um, He's one of the few guys that writes full songs about Star Wars. That's true, yeah. Uh, so why don't we just, why don't we listen to a minute or so of this and take a break, and we'll come back on the other side and talk about the songs that we brought in as our Star Wars songs. So uh, stay tuned, folks. Did you know this junkyard slave isn't even old enough to shave, but he can use the force, they say. Do you see him hitting on the queen, though he just nine and she's 14 yeah he's probably gonna marry her someday hello we're the hosts of the multiversity manga club podcast i'm emily i'm zach and i'm walter each month we pick a manga to read and discuss among ourselves past books include monster a silent voice and pokemon adventures we also look back on the past month's installments of Weekly Shonen Jump, discussing the highs and lows from the Viz Anthology. We've even discussed notable manga adaptations like Netflix's Death Note. At the end of each episode, we announce next month's book club pick so you can read along with us. We're always open to suggestions for future books as well. So join us on the first Friday of every month on MultiversityComics.com, Apple Podcasts, or your podcatcher of choice. And we are back. So each of us have have picked three songs. We're gonna play in just a minute to talk about. But let's let's just before we do that, let's mention the other songs that we had sort of taught, that we had pulled out for consideration, but didn't go with here. Um. So Matt, what are some songs that we didn't go with for you? Um, a couple of my songs. They just had passing references. There's the Miguel Skywalker song with his uh, refrain, "I'm Luke Skywalker and all these haters." Splish. Uh, and E40 Choices, where it's a lot of yup, nope, back and forth. Star Wars, nope, Yoda, yup, uh, in reference to something else green. Um, okay. but and got it. But the first song that came to mind when I heard Star Wars was the uh, left, right song, Darth Vader, 
The Left Rights is a spinoff side project from Jimmy Urin from Mindless Self-Indulgence. Um, so it is a filthy song relating the shape of Darth Vader's helmet to a marital aid. Um, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> it ends with, I sense a disturbance in my ass, Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's a peach. It's a peach. Okay. But yeah, th- those are the ones that didn't make the cut. Liz, what didn't make the cut for you? Well, my song that didn't make the cut seems much more vanilla at this point. I think the only one that wasn't a repeat um, between the three of us was Red Hot Chili Peppers' Californication, um, simply with the line, and Alderaan's not far away. It's Californication. I have heard that song 40 billion times. I don't like it. It's one of the songs I never have to hear again. It was there was a time in my life where I felt like everywhere I walked into was playing that song, mm-hmm. and I never knew they mentioned Alderaan until I was doing research for this. Same, yeah, that was one, and there like that came up in the ten songs that reference Star Wars, which again only ten, but uh, yeah. I was like, huh, I never realized. Yeah, this is one my uh, my brother mentioned. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's uh, a good Chili Peppers fan. So there are a couple of really good songs. I wish I could find the excuse to play here, but um, there's just not enough to do it. Um, There's a great song by The Hold Steady called The Swish that mentions hanging out with folks who look like Tuscan Raiders. That's fun. Um, Hmm. In Outcast's Happy Valentine's Day, uh, Andre 3000 mentions both The Force and Han Solo. Oh, Um, the Halo Bender is a great band from uh, K Records in Washington State. They mentioned the disturbance in the Force in their song Your Asterisk. Uh, Kanye West has a couple of Star Wars references, most notably on Yeezus' Guilt Trip. Um, the Bloodhound Gang makes uh, says, uh, uh, I'm like Han Solo, always playing with my Wookiee in Firewater Burn. <laughs> the Aquabats have a whole song about Play-Doh and Star Wars toys. And the one that I was shocked, the one I did not put on my list, because I said both of these people are going to come in with it, even though it's a very short reference, is Queen's Bicycle Race. Because it says, uh, Jaws was never my scene, and I don't like Star Wars. And I thought, that's, I thought that's, that's like the most popular Star Wars reference I can think of in a pop song. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Huh. I'm sorry to disappoint. No, it's yeah. fine. I'm, I, I like our choices. Um, and then just two more honorable mentions here. Uh, I thought somebody was going to bring in Bill Murray singing Star Wars as a lounge singer from SNL. <laughs> and, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> um, and then there's a... Um, no, that, that, that's it, I guess. There, there, there's a demo album, like an album of demos and unreleased stuff by the presidents of the United States of America of Lump and Peaches fame. And they have a song called Death Star that is very literally about the Death Star. Uh, it's not a great song, but it's it's a Star Wars song. All right, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the Gorillas also had something, but I didn't bother looking into it. I, I did look into it. It's the remix of Clint Eastwood, Somebody Mentions the Force. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think there's another song, too, that uh, they mentioned Star Wars, but I forget the name of the song. Yeah. Um, all right, so Matt, you're going to kick us off with a song that all three of us had had chosen here. So yes. I'm, I'm just going to play so, this sort of... Play it? Well, why don't we listen to like a minute, and when you when you hear it start to fade... Don't, and then talk about it for a second. Gotcha. All right.
So that is, of course, A New Hope by Blink-182 from their Dude Ranch album. Mm-hmm. Matt, why'd you pick that song? Um, that one was recommended by one of my friends. I didn't realize that. It was one of the ones that surprised me. Um, I didn't realize that they were Star Wars aficionados. Um, I mean, the song sounds like every other song that was released in you know the late 90s. But it, <laughs> I like both the Star Wars references, but also the weird... You don't know if he is specifically sexually attracted to actual Princess Leia or if he's using it as a stand-in for another one of his, you know, high school crushes. Um, but by the references with Han Solo and Lando, it, it might just be actually about <laughs> uh, trying to get into Princess Leia's bed, um, which, you know, shout out, shout out to them. Yeah. <laughs> Liz, were you familiar with this song before this? I was, Yes. Based on my perhaps once upon a time ago Blink One Eighty Two obsession. 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 Well, I don't know about obsession, but just you used the word. You know, us. You did. You did. Blink One Eighty Two was very popular, and I I brought into it, and I also like Star Wars, so of course I knew about this song. That's fair. Yeah. Um, there is uh, when I was in high school, my one of my high school bands covered "Damn It" by Blink One Eighty Two. And uh, started a mosh pit at our ta- uh, Battle of the Bands. Then, then it broke the school piano, and there wasn't a Battle of the Bands the next year. There was a microphone like hanging in the piano for uh, <laughs> I, I, to like micro to mic it up for some performance, and people were moshing and broke the microphone that fell into the piano, and it broke a piano string. So it's uh. not, it didn't like. It didn't destroy the piano forever, but you know, but it was a big enough deal that there wasn't a battle of the bands the next year. Um, yeah. So I, I will always have a soft spot for Blink Two because of of the, the pianos. Yes, that was probably the most trouble I ever got into in school, and I had nothing to do with it. I was just playing the guitar, <laughs> you know. But um, but whatever. I, I did want to play a, a quick version of this. There is a uh, a musician named Colleen Green who did an entire album of she covered the entire Jude Ranch album a couple years ago on a she sings and she plays the bass and it it all the songs sound impossibly sad that way uh so I just want to play a little bit of a new hope here from her on that I'm going to skip ahead so we can hear the lyrics um So yeah, it, it pretty much totally changes the tone of the song. Oh, I love a melancholy version of a song. Oh, I, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll hook you up with this album, Liz. It's great. It's really okay, great. It, it's not available on Spotify or anything. It's uh, I, I I will of course legally purchase a second copy and <laughs> deliver it to you in that very legal way. <laughs> Thank you, Sir Brian. I appreciate that. Very legal, very cool. Don't worry. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Liz, uh, what is your first song you wanted to talk to us about? Oh, well, my first song is Do It by the Beastie Boys. All right. This is a short reference, so we'll, we'll, we'll lead up to it a little bit here, uh, and then we'll hear it, and then we'll fade down and talk about it. Let's do it. 
right. Like uh, most Beastie Boys songs, if you weren't listening carefully, you might have missed it. Yes. What is that lyric, Liz? You can enlighten those folks who weren't listening so well. Like gravy to potatoes, Luke to Darth Vader, I'm a souped up sucker, and I'll see you all later. All right. Uh, the, the same high school uh, band uh. also covered Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. We were a uh, a jukebox of mid-90s delights. Wow. <laughs> Man, I wish I had gone to your high school. <laughs> we we, we yeah. didn't play that much. Don't worry. Trash and, trash and pianos trash, covering trash and pianos Beastie, Boys. Beastie Boys. Yeah. Really? We, we were also three white people from very uh, middle-class uh, backgrounds covering Rage Against the Machine. So, you know, there, we contained shitty multitudes is what I'm trying to say. Um, well, you know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, I'm surprised there aren't more Beastie Boys Star Wars references. Me too. They have all those, like we mentioned, all of those uh, Star Trek references, but very few Star Wars ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the first song that I thought of the song itself has nothing to do with Star Wars. It's the band name. Uh, there was a band in the late, I guess the early 90s maybe they started, called Nerf Herder that was mm-hmm. a, uh, a like a power pop, punky band. And their big hit was called Van Halen. So we'll play it. I'll just leave it in the background here. But it's not, it's not, about, um, it's not about Star Wars at all. But I feel like this was the type of Star Wars reference that was way more popular at the time just like taking a, a an obscure ish star wars thing and making that into your band name or naming a song that like, there are a couple of songs that i found named after like you know obscure star wars characters that are like instrumental songs or whatever there's a couple of songs called uh either like these are not the droids you're looking for or we are the droids you are looking for like there's a lot of references like that that are just just references to general Star Wars. So yeah, Nerf gotcha. Herder was actually the first band I thought of when I thought of this topic outside of Weird Al. And, uh, and maybe, I guess this and Blink-182 kind of came at the same time for me, but that's, they're sort of a piece of one another as well. So uh, yeah, my first one is Nerf Herder. Um, Matt, what's your second song? My second song is um, from Good Clean Fun. Uh, a band that I had no idea existed. This was a help from one of my friends. Um, he recommended this as a Star Wars song, and it is oddly detailed, uh, called The Greatest Story Ever Told. All right, we'll start it right from the top here. The pod racing scene down on Tatooine to Fast and Furious on amphetamines and he can really fly for just a little guy. Today's gonna be a big Jedi. The kids will really try, but even though he's died, yeah it's a shockingly detailed uh summary of the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy all the way from pod racing up until the end um saying that you lose all his skills the emperor was killed by darth vader and the prophecy fulfills which as we spoke about last episode debatable but (laughs) yes it is a shockingly in-depth um star wars song it's it's not just a passing reference but a full-blown love letter 
to the, you know, hero's journey, um, which I just thought was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a song I never even heard of. That could be like the B-side to Weird Al's The Saga Begins. <laughs> yeah. Like an equally detailed prequel telling, you know? <laughs> They even use the full uh, all-terrain armored transports. Wow. The entire the ATAT's full name. Yeah. Only when it gets in trouble. <laughs> so formal. Yes. <laughs> All right, Liz, what is your second song? My second song. What is my second song? Oh, Jamiroquai, Use the Force. Okay, we'll start it and we'll give a little lead up to the chorus here. All right. Well, do I really even like this song anymore? I'm not sure. But all of the songs <laughs> were, I, what I noticed, I looked up the dates of all of these songs were all from the 90s, either mid 90s, late 90s. Um, I, and I guess they were all nostalgic in some way. And from a time where the prequels or before the prequels existed, or I guess maybe I was looking more for Star Wars references or maybe Star Wars was a little less ubiquitous than it is now. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, because I'm not sure this is even a song I really even like anymore. But it, you know, it stood out to me because of the Star Wars references, and it still sticks with me. I guess because of the repetition, repetition. <laughs> I think no. you bring up a good point there, though. The idea that Star Wars really went from being like underground to being the most commercialized thing in the world in a matter of, you know one pre-release movie yeah i mean i i was thinking about this recently so my middle school was when the two like town elementary schools came together so in seventh grade there was a girl in my class who was like a pronounced star wars fan and i instantly fell in love with her because i had never met a girl who wasn't my cousin who liked star wars before like it was it was a it was a novelty in my life for someone else to like star wars so i think that when you hear those songs when you are that like lone star wars fan that you we're not lone fan, but like you feel like it's something that belongs to you and your friends, right? And so mm -hmm. when someone else references it, it felt really special. Whereas now, Star Wars belongs to the world. Mainly Pepsi and Disney. Yes, mainly <laughs> Pepsi and Disney. Um, Correct. So uh, my second song is one that Liz had also uh, mentioned, and this comes from the soundtrack to the film Clerks. Uh, there's oh, a, man. There, what was that? Sorry, go ahead. I said, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Berserker? Is, not Berserker, no. My, my love for you, Matt, though, is like a truck, but we're not going to get into that right <laughs> now. Um, but no, uh, there's a scene in, in Clerics where Dante and Randall are discussing the Death Star and like the contractors who would be who would have been on the second Death Star and how their deaths are not fair because they were just there doing a job. They were plumbers and roofers and all of that. And there's a song that plays in the background that goes a little something like this.
You have now got all the song that has to offer. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't really go anywhere from there. Um, but again, like when talking about Star Wars and Clerks in 1994, that felt that felt a little bit underground, weirder, nerdier than it does now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that that's my second pick by Supernova, Chewbacca. Nice. I will tell you that when I was in high school, there was a group of three guys that would drive around and blast this song <laughs> in their car. And I still think about it and still remember it to this day. That's Are awesome. they going to say they still do it to this day? Oh, no. I, maybe they do. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that would be amazing if, like, every day these guys who now have jobs and <laughs> potentially families and have moved away, like, gather together to drive around and listen to Chewbacca over and over again. Well, I have to do it like in separate cars, like a parade because of the quarantine. That's true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we're in each city where they live. They do it at the same time every day. They, they synchronize their watches. And like, <laughs> at 412 every day, we drive around blasting Chewbacca. <laughs> uh, I hope that's true. I hope that's true too. I hope so too. That would be nice. Um, all right, Matt, what is your third and final song we're going to highlight so my third is one that did you not know about this song brian uh, i'm aware of the artist and okay. i've probably heard the song but it didn't like it wasn't one of the ones that popped in my head right away this was immediately popped in my head and i think any of our listeners who are of a very like in a very specific age bracket this will be the first song that came to their mind too uh it's a I song called a Fet Vet. For, i think i'm a little old for this bracket you are but you're only like you're like two years off from it right that you had to be in high school or you know your first two years of college before you start actually doing schoolwork in like the 2002 to 2004 realm so yeah mc chris was a very big nerd rapper he was like the wave before nerd rap started getting cool and then like pharrell started being a nerd and everyone's like nah never mind it's like Fat white guys are still lame. I was like, oh. <laughs> so the, this is a Fet's vet, and we'll start it before the uh, we'll fade him before the chorus here. Get inside a slave one, find your home and signal From Endor to Hoth, Ripley to Spock I'll find what you want, but there's gonna be a cost Say my name is Boba Fett, I know my shit is tight Sun acting right, yo, fuzzing a carbonite Got telescopic sight, flame throwers on my wrist You still don't get the jet, spike boots are made a kick Talk, it's a made a hit You think I give a shit? Your mama is a bitch <laughs> yeah, Matt, you, so, also, uh, you also have a, a remix version that you want us to hear Yeah, so real quick so this song, The song is interesting, A, because I hate Boba Fett But love the song B, the song also references the Aliens franchise and the Star Trek franchise. Plus, this was MC Chris's by far breakaway hit. Um, And on this album, he has a audio skit where it's him talking with his manager, um, his manager pushing him to stop experimenting with new music to keep 
you know, hitting on the gold mine of Star Wars characters in Cars. Um, and he mentions a bunch of joke songs in there that MC Chris, over the next decade and a half, actually released and recorded on subsequent albums. So not only is there Fett's Vet, but IG-88's 57 Chevy, Zookas's Prius, Dengar's Dump Truck, and Bosk on a Segway. So the entire <laughs> Empire grouping has songs named after them. And not only that, he then went and remixed all of them, um, but by far is the one we're going to play, which is uh, Fett's Vet over a song that we talked about last time we talked about music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, let me get this queued up, and here we go. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool over the over Duel of the Fates. Duel of Fates, yeah. Yeah, nice, nice little touch. Does it work well? Eh. Is Duel of Fates a great song? Yeah. So <laughs> give it a pass. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Liz, what is your second uh, sorry, your third and final song? All right, my final song is A Tribe Called Quest featuring Busta Rhymes, Wild Hat. I'm MCing, punishing whack niggas for disagreeing. Did you see him? No, cause he moved like the wind in flight. Counterattack like a Jedi Knight. If you go in to think about combating, general patent. Of this MC shit, you dick chill out. You just a private in the lower class. I'll be the upper echelon, dorm on. When the mic's on, chief abstract shit. I'm surprised there aren't more hip hop references to Jedi Knights. Right? I agree. So few, but there's one here. There is one here. And uh, Tribe Called Quest is great. They're just the best. Oh, yeah. Uh, I agree, yeah. Tribe Called Quest and Beastie Boys were two of my faves in the 90s. Still are, but... Yeah. Yeah. Blink-22 not uh, not doing it for <laughs> Well, you know. <laughs> I, I, will, I will say this. Every listener should go to their music uh, software of choice and look up a Blink-22 song from maybe five years ago called built this pool it's like 30 seconds long and it will make you laugh i can't believe how funny the song is in 30 seconds mm. it's a dumb i didn't joke. realize they were still making music they are they they were the well the one guy quit to go do ufo stuff that's what i was i, I know <laughs> I, I know about the ufo chasing and so they brought in like a like a b-lister pop punk guy to replace him um but this is this song built this pool you know i'm, I'm just gonna play it why not? It's 30 <laughs> seconds long, and yeah. uh, I, I think you guys will enjoy it. Hang on. It is uh, my friend Vince and I reference this song once a week, maybe. Sorry, it's 17 seconds long, even shorter than I thought. So, wow, let's just, let's just enjoy this here. I'll even get the volume up, and here we go. I want to see some naked dudes. That's why I built this pool. 
Hey, you know what? When he got a message, he exactly. distilled it right down to the essence. Exactly. There's, there's, no, there's no fat on that cut whatsoever. It's a little <laughs> Man, I, I really fell off the Blink-182 boat. Maybe I should hop back on. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> All right. So my last song is a really weird one, and we're going to hear a little bit more of it because I think I think it deserves it. So there is a band that is an amazing, amazing band. One of my favorites called The Mountain Goats. They are a very literate band. They are very, lots of songs about, um, oh gosh, about everything. But just one of the best songwriters out there is the lead singer of The Mountain Goats, John Darnielle. He's also a novelist and is a really smart guy. He's also friends with Ryan Johnson, who directed The Last Jedi. And um, Ryan Johnson directed a like a live Mountain Goats concert a number of years ago. And so as a thank you for that, before The Last Jedi came out, uh, the Mountain Goats released a song about The Last Jedi. They had, they had no inside information. This is just what, what John Darnielle thought The Last Jedi should be about. So I present to you the ultimate Jedi who wastes all the other Jedi and eats their bones. Stay true to the path, young Jedi. Cleave to the precepts you've been given. Remember those who went before and cleared a way for you. Let your deeds give hope and comfort to the living. Let your deeds give hope and comfort to the living. Your best in city or in swampland. Peace over anger, honor over hate. At the end of all your days, one Jedi waits for you. With the dust of Jedi bones piled high like parsnips on his plate. With the dust of Jedi bones piled up like parsnips on his plate. Specifically, just their bones. All the soft parts you can keep. It's the bones that have the calcium, so he says. The long feast will be filmed for mass consumption. The cameras Ryan's got these days are unimaginably high res. Despair not for the end that waits for you. Fear not the fire in which your flesh must burn. All the Jedi from all the planets in this putrid universe. Get eaten by this last one, and now it's your turn. They get eaten so that's, by that's the basic idea of the song: is that the last Jedi is the guy who eats all the other Jedi's. Huh. So specifically, just their bones. Just their bones. Yes, he get, he he gets rid of all <laughs> the fleshy parts. Just eats their bones. Yes, that's what the calcium okay. is, as the song says. <laughs> <laughs> I I like how diverse our lists were. Like there there's mm-hmm. a lot of different mm-hmm. stuff in there. But I have to say, again, there should be more Star Wars references in pop culture. I know. I agree. I, yeah. 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 Again, I, I was surprised at how difficult it was to find songs that reference Star Wars. I know we've said it eight times already. Yeah. So this is a call to action for any of our musical listeners out there. Write a song about Star Wars and send it to us. We'll play it. Definitely. We'll play it. Write us some Star Wars songs, guys. Come on. Make it happen. Make it happen. Yeah. Um, Do it. <laughs> yeah. You won't. No, they won't. They won't. Um, I believe the only movie I ever wrote a song about was in college. My friend and I wrote a song about Police Academy 4. 
Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> a very different time, and uh, I'm not going to be writing a song about police officers anytime soon. We'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, we'll be back with a book club episode next, uh, and then continue our Clone Wars rewatch. And we got some yep. other stuff going on this summer, so uh, we'll have to do at least one of those in person, guys. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yes. Um, and. Uh, Go to multiversitycomics.com for all of your comics and Star Wars needs. And until next time, remember, the Force will be with you always. Always.